welcome back. You are listening to episode 16 of Double Hop Beat, a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, and I love Halloween. Welcome to our Halloween episode. Hope you're ready to get scared. I hope so. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on our 16th episode. It wouldn't be Halloween in New England without taking a little stroll through Salem, Massachusetts. Back in time to the 1600s and the Salem Witch Trials. Well, l- lucky we're not witches because... Well, speak for yourself. Oh, yeah. you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know uh, a little history about Salem, Massachusetts, um, they are quite famous and known throughout the land for the witch trials that took place. That's right. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for you to like just go off on the history of Salem and when it took place, but I guess. Uh... Well, so I mean, the witch trials took place in the late 1600s, and um, essentially, it was where during the time it was mass hysteria because it was basically all hearsay, and people were just throwing each other under the bus because they all. Whether they didn't like somebody or they were an outcast yeah. or they wanted more land. So it was basically exactly if you were different. Um, for example, one of the women who was targeted, um, she basically acted like a man. You know, she cursed, she swore, she spit on the ground, she was spoke very, her mind, spoke her yeah, mind in public. Very yeah. unladylike. Um, so therefore, she was put on trial. And it was basically just anything that made you different from other people or exactly like you said, like if your neighbor was mad at you because maybe you got into an argument. Now you think that your crops are dying because your neighbor's a witch and she's making it happen. Um, so it was a lot of, it was definitely a dark period in, in American history, obviously not as dark as some of the other things that we've been involved in, but it was a lot of hearsay and not any proof. And it's, instead of, being innocent into proving guilty, you were guilty until proven innocent. So you had to prove to everyone that you were not a witch as opposed to, um, like, you know, proving you're basically, everyone just thought you were guilty. If you were accused of being a witch, you're automatically guilty. And well, then, it's, well, it's like if they thought you're a witch, they would, there's like different ways they would, if you, with the trial, you'd either get killed yeah. or you'd so, be like killed either you're killed either way you're dead yeah there's really no i mean there were trials where you could prove your innocence um and then nothing happened to you so you just went about your day like um i believe it was rebecca nurse she um or but no bridget bishop was actually accused a couple of times of being a witch and then other women were put on trial by what's called ducking and that is a process where they like you said, either die, died either way because you were tied with your hands and feet in front of you. So like your hands were crossed and then your, like your right hand was tied to your right, your left foot and your Basically you were just hand. tossed in a body of water, yeah, right? Yeah, so then they tossed, so you're trussed up basically like a pig. And if and you sunk, tra- then yeah. you weren't, you weren't a witch. But if you float, if you like somehow managed to get out of it. Yeah, so if you were thrown in the river or the lake, whatever they threw you in because you were tied up and you sunk to the bottom, then you're like, oh, you were innocent. Sorry about that. And if you floated, then you said you were a witch and therefore they would take you out and burn you at the stake or hang you. So either way you died because either you drowned because you sunk to the bottom of a lake and your hands were tied and you couldn't swim or you floated because you're a naturally buoyant person. Then they're like, oh, look, you're a witch. So they kill you. And like so, one, one of the like ones they were saying, like the word pressed, like you could be pressed. Yeah. Too. Well, that was just Giles Corey. 
Oh, okay. He was the only one pressed to death. So the guy was the only one that was pressed. Yes, because he did not. Yeah, he refused. He refused to tell them. Yeah, give yeah. them what they wanted. Yeah. But I was just so. thinking through why we were doing a tour of Salem, and uh, it was, you know, I was just thinking like, man, like I wonder if like craft beer was like a thing. If it was a thing back then, if like the beer industry, if like people would just like turn on each other and be like, oh, they were a witch because they're making great beer over there. And I was like, I wonder, I wonder if we'd have craft beer if like craft beer was a thing back then. But I mean, it's possible. I digress. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think we should get back to the beer part. But because so that's yeah, what so if you for. happen to be in the area for Salem, um, there's a huge boom of craft beer in Salem. Uh, maybe five years ago, we went and there was maybe one brewery, maybe, and I don't even remember what that brewery was, but. So now there's three main breweries that you can find in Salem. Uh, East Regiment Brewing, Notch Brewing, and Salem Beer Works, uh, which is pretty cool that, like, in just a small little town, like, there's three breweries that are walking distance to each other, which is yeah. kind of neat. And it's just, like, kind of scary, too, because if you do, like, some of those ghost tours and stuff, you can just hit a brewery and I, I wonder if they, they, there's probably dead people in those breweries. I am convinced. Well, yeah, because everywhere we went and I feel like, I mean, we've been to Salem a couple of times because when you live in Massachusetts, you just go at other times of the year besides the fall. Um, when so it's not crazy on, with like half a million people. Yeah. 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 So we've been on like ghost tours at other times of the year, but they, it's just so crazy to think about how many times they moved graveyards or tore down old buildings to build parking lots so it was like we were walking along the tour and they're like oh yeah and then they moved all the bodies from the graveyard and now they're buried over there and we look over and, and our there's car our car sitting, sitting on top so note to self question every time you go to a parking lot in salem because there's probably yeah. dead people in there probably so there's a lot a lot of dark history with the town um but i think like we've noticed with all around the united states the places that we've been the past 10 years there's definitely been a boom of craft beer breweries in the area because i remember the last time we were there i feel like the beer works was the only yeah place that was there that was kind of advertised so there's definitely been an increase in the amount of breweries in the area and i really liked east regiment it was cool it had a nice little spot by the parking lot and by the by, parking by, lot by, where by all, all the, the dead, dead people were, where all the poor souls like it was left. probably us in there and just like it was us and our friend sierra that was visiting from north carolina and I just wonder if, like, how many people that were there were actually ghosts that were just there and were just, like, the yeah, only ones. All the bartenders, we didn't know it. <laughs> Man, the, the taps just self-pour. Oh, yeah. that'd be so cool. Like, that'd be a kind of gimmicky thing. But mm -hmm. Well, I, there I would, was. I would there not was, work there. I'd be freaked wait, out. Wait, there was. Well, Sierra was that. Oh, my God, yes. Sierra, Sierra is, is not a believer on this incident that happened, but we walked in. The well, second, you, could, you could tell the story because you... Well, the second we were walking through the parking lot after, like, you know, we've been to Salem and I'm like, you know, like, something's going to happen. Like, while we're here. Like, something's going to happen. I'm one of those people that gets freaked out pretty easily, scared pretty easily. I don't watch scary movies. He thinks they're real. They're definitely not real. Oh, like, they are real. The woman in black is not a realistic situation, James. All right. When you have a creepy figure in the corner of a room staring at you and then you... It's gone. Like, that's very plausible. This is why you were not allowed to watch Haunting of Hill House with me. Because to everyone out there, if you have not watched that show, you should go watch it if you want a good Halloween, a good spooky series to watch. This is why James yeah. is not allowed to watch it. Because he would be the bent neck lady, would not be his friend. No, <laughs> no. I wouldn't be able to sleep. 
Anyways, continue with the story. Yeah, so we walk in, and what happened? Go ahead. I, you, I, I want you to you to tell. Why? Go ahead. Because I feel like I only saw it out of the peripheral vision of myself. Like, I, I feel like I wasn't looking right at it, but... So what did you see? And then I'll tell you what so I saw. So we walked up to the bar, and we were talking to the... The, the woman bartender who was there. Yeah. And there was like this horseshoe leaning up against the wall on a shelf. And it wasn't like near the edge of the shelf. It was like against the wall. So there was a yep. good like six inches between the end of the horseshoe and the like edge of the shelf. At, at least, at least. And I don't even know, I, you might remember what you guys were talking about, but I don't remember what you were talking about. And then all of a sudden the horseshoe like flung off of the shelf Bang. and onto the counter. And there was no like... The building, like, no, like, big truck drove by, so there was no vibrations. that kind of knocked it off. It was, like, and it wasn't just, like, a toppled over. Like, it didn't, like, fall and then, like, like fall into the shelf and then fall off of the shelf. It just, like, kind of threw itself off of the shelf. So it was literally, I walked in, and there was, like, a cold breeze. Like, I felt, like, cold. I didn't feel that. Well, see. <laughs> say some, maybe. Maybe I I sensed something that you didn't. And I was having a conversation with the bartender. She was, like, recommending different beers what all great bartenders do and so we got a flight and a couple other beers and as she's pouring it all of a sudden it just i was like oh like you're in salem like i bet everything's haunted around here huh and like we both chuckled and then that's when bang the horseshoe came flying off the shelf and hit the bar and i was like holy shit yeah and then sierra was like i was it was it was all a scam they probably rigged it there's probably yeah yeah i think she was like like, she's like where's the fishing wire where's where's the thing (laughs) like it was loud though it was like i mean it was definitely it's like i am a person that when i watch all the ghost hunting shows and things like that i'm always looking for the logical explanation like oh there's just a vacuum created because you open the front door and then when you close the front door like the cold air meets the hot air then it pushes the back door open and that's why that door opens even though nobody's near it so things like that but there was definitely from what i could tell nothing like that that was no. happening but i think like what's funny about me is like i'm such a critic of all those like ghost yeah, you, shows you, you, i like, hate so them with a passion and them. i'm just like oh my god like they're just doing like this they're doing that but then i'm like probably one of the most like superstitious people out there yeah yeah and this is coming from someone who lives in a house built in the 1800s so yeah. <laughs> I, we, as i'm as convinced know, the house haunted, is haunted but i'm gonna leave a um like a recording going we're not home one time so we can see if there's any evps but so (laughs) we should because so my scary brewing story is so i had my beer in my bright tank in the little home brewery in the mudroom and i was taking a sample from it and i go and i walk away come back i'm gonna take another sample from my reading see see how it's aging and all of a sudden i just hear like a slow drip and i'm going what is dripping and it wasn't dripping two seconds ago. And I'm looking around. I don't see anything. And all of a sudden, beer just starts pouring out of the sample port like a sieve. And just leaking all over the bottom of my tank. So I'm in panic mode because I have five gallons of beer that's been aging for four weeks. And I don't want that all to go to waste. So luckily, I had a sanitized keg just hanging around. So just, I quickly, just, just hanging around, just there. So maybe a ghost put it there. I don't know. No, I and, you put it there. Yeah, I put it there just in case. <laughs> I, I'm always just in case, you know. And so I had to hook up the, the um, my sample valve. Like it was leaking so much where I had to 
literally transfer from my bright tank into a keg. So was this like a fast leak, like a str- like a steady stream? It was of like liquid, I heard, I heard like, like a, a slow like drip, like your faucet okay, is so dripping, and then faucet. and then all of a sudden it was like like a river just like oh, okay. coming out like so fast. I was picturing it because it's pressurized too, so it, okay. it the tank's pressurized to like ten psi, so it comes out pretty quick. I was picturing the scene in The Shining where that blood comes through like the hallways. Yeah. And That's what I was thinking it was like. So luckily touching. I was in like panic mode, like cl- cleaning it all up before Shannon got home. So. No, I came home in the middle of the cleanup process. Oh yeah, the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you why missed, does it smell like grape nuts in here? Yep. But yeah, that's my story. So I what what it turns out to be is so with the s- sample port on the SS Bright Tanks, if you turn it counterclockwise, there's a lug nut on the inside of the tank and kind of like a gasket on the outside. And I must have like barely hit it to the left, which is counterclockwise, and it lo- must have loosened that lug nut on the inside of my tank. And obviously you can't reach into the tank and t- retighten it. Nope. So at that point, I was kind of, I dug my own grave on that. But I saved the beer. I only lost maybe half a gallon of beer, which is impressive. That's good. I could have just like screwed the whole thing and been like, nope. No good, but mm-hmm. I worked too hard on that. Good job. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, so as you can tell, we love Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday. I usually have my decorations up before October 1st, if I'm allowed. So Usually I, you do I, it. I come home, and it's just like the house is all normal, and then I come in, and it's like, Halloween. Ooh, Halloween it's Halloween. Time. I'm like, oh shit, I guess it's this Halloween. Is Halloween. Or like Christmas. You'll it'll just I'll just walk and I'll be like, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's like a magic fairy came through and the it Halloween is. fairy. So so thinking about Halloween and beer, I have a question, James. Because I, as you know, I love pumpkin beer. And currently I'm actually at this moment drinking Captain Lawrence Brewing Company Autumn Blaze Pumpkin Ale, which James so nicely obtained for me for at the local crafted craft beer store. It's one actually one of my top five um, for Halloween beers for. This is yeah. Oh, good. To You're know. gonna enjoy it. I will enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this got me thinking, just in terms of how it's made. Can home brewers use l- real pumpkin in their brews? Sure can. Okay, tell me all about it, please. I need to know. So the <laughs> I was, next I'm time, just, I was just going to leave it at that. No, just be because like, yeah. I need to know. Because no, I need I'm to make kidding. one next year. Um, so you can you can usually what people do is they use um like canned pumpkin just because you need so much of it. Um, but you can also use your actual pumpkin. So if you're going to carve a pumpkin, um, and you take all the flesh from the inside, the flesh, the flesh. Um, and that's like pure pumpkin, but you need so much of it because it's got such a subtle flavor and you can, you can either, um, roast it or you can also, um, puree it, which is like the most common puree Mm -hmm. is what most people do when they add it, um, to the beer. Um, so like for a five to seven gallon batch, you would probably need, depending on how much pumpkin flavor you want, because usually pumpkin beers have a lot of spice, like sometimes ginger or cinnamon, cinnamon, nutmeg. nutmeg, Cloves um, sometimes. So it depends on how much pumpkin flavor you really want to go for. And that's like why there's such a big variety among pumpkin beers on what the flavor is. Like some have a lot of mm-hmm. cin- like very high spice. More spicy than they are pumpkin-y. And that's because like, yeah. Which I don't again, mind. like pumpkin's not very flavorful. 
but yeah, roughly like four pounds, I would suggest for about a five to seven gallon batch okay. of pumpkin beer. So this is now a stupid question because I feel like I don't really understand the logistics of this process. So I know when we did our toasted coconut porter, we put the coconut in that bag, right? So the mesh bag, <laughs> yeah. Stupid question, but just how so do you get, get the all... pumpkin in the beer? Like, like you can use a, do you just like put you the puree it. straight in. Like you can stray it, like after it, you've done, or like you after can, experiment? or you can puree. If you puree it fine enough, like yeah, but then wouldn't it just be like a chunky beer? Well, so like, like, is this a really it dep- bad it de- question? It depends, like what you're fermenting the beer in, right? So if you have the conical bottom, a lot of that will settle to the bottom. Okay, so, so it like just like gathers so like, at the bottom. Yeah, when you transfer it, you could. I would still suggest like filtering it somehow. After the, like once you yeah. go to keg it, like you like strain it. You could do it like before. I would say like I feel like other people have this question, and that's why I'm asking because I just don't really understand how it works. It's all based on your preference and how like thick you want your beer, I guess. But again, like if you have a fermenter that has a conical bottom, just like yeast, it's going to settle to the bottom. Okay. Um, but I would definitely say like you want to strain it like before you add it, and then also after. Okay. But okay. I I've never actually done it just because like. I know. I it's just sound, it's like, a lot of. It sounds like a lot of work. It does for sound like a lot of work. Not a lot of. For me, it wouldn't give me any enjoyment. So. Well, that's your problem. We'll see. I'll do maybe. I'll do like a two gallon batch next time because it'll take. It takes okay. about four weeks. Okay. For a pumpkin beer. Fine. Ooh, this means we could have pumpkin beer all year round. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Always. Okay, so <laughs> moving so, on. So what else can you do like at Halloween for craft beer? Like as you talked about decor, what could you do? For craft with craft beer? Yeah. Well, you could, which I think we've done similar things in the past. Um, and mostly I think we've actually put like bad news bears in these, but um, you can turn a carved pumpkin into a beverage holder for a party that you're going to. And I would highly suggest if you do this, cause the inside of the pumpkin is going to get like very moist. Um, I would add like, so a lot of times if you, you get like that kind of like the cooler material, you can add like lining on the inside of the pumpkin. Yeah. So that way you're not like pouring beer or whatever mm-hmm. mixed drink or whatever you're adding to the pumpkin directly. Yeah. And we've also seen, I think we may have done it once, but I know we definitely, someone definitely did it at my brother's birthday one year is take a one of those like Heineken mini, like micro kegs and, and you can carve out a pumpkin and put the keg inside the pumpkin and then you cut a hole for the valve and then you've got a pumpkin keg. Yeah, you can also like go to your local hardware store and get like a faucet and you can do it directly through the pumpkin. I think, but it, is that what we did? Yeah, that's what we did. Okay. I think um, it was very leaky. Yeah, it's going to leak. So <laughs> it was a leaky pumpkin. You got to um, use gl- like glue um, or caulking. Which we didn't do. We did not do that. Um, and that kind of like a sealant, and you can seal around it. Like we just did it really quick. That's why we yeah, weren't. I feel like it was a last minute. Yeah, decision. it was like a quick thing. We like we weren't thinking. And I also saw that what people have been doing with their kegerators is they've actually like cut out their pumpkin and put it over the faucet, like the tower. So like you have the tower going up, and then you have your tap handle. So what they do is they cut. It's basically just to cover the tower, which is yeah. the long stem going up before mm-hmm. the handle. And so it looks like a pumpkin and they carve it, whatever. It's just more of decor decoration. Oh, interesting. Um, so then it looks like they're pouring out of From the pumpkin, pumpkin, even though they're pouring whatever beers in their kegerator, which I think is a great idea because then the beer is separate and it's like 
nice and cold and it's not just like in the pumpkin. Oh, from the keg grater. Yeah. 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 yeah it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool like showstopper if you got a party. Mm-hmm. Um, some other great ideas. You can also take your favorite craft beer bottles and cans and like add like, you know, your seasonal flowers that are typical for Halloween. Like mm-hmm. what is it? Mums or whatever they're called. Yes. Oh, good. Good I job. Got it right. Mum's the word. Mum's the word. Um, or even just like add um, flickering lights or candles to them. Like you can glue them around. If it's a bottle. Top, if it's a bottle. Yeah. And uh, it makes for pretty cool or decor. Or glow sticks. Or glow sticks. I just had that just came to me. <laughs> makes for cool party decor. Yeah, definitely. So you can also pair candy and beer, which... This is nothing new either. Like no, pairing obviously. of beer like, We're not and inventing candy. this yeah. right now. It's like all the kids come back and they're sorting all their their candy and the parents just take take mm-hmm. what they like. Or at least that's what I plan to do. Um, anytime that uh, I get chocolate, I love like dipping chocolate into stouts. Just because like, especially if it's a nice coffee porter or a stout, I like the nice chocolate to go with it. Mm-hmm. And I think it really brings out the toffee and, again, coffee flavor out of the beer. Um, so, like, Reese's Pieces are good. You can drop those in. It's kind of like a cool Ew, thing. In the beer? Yeah, you can drop oh, them in there. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I want my Reese's Pieces to be untainted, pristine. You drinks. can garnish your stout glasses if you, like, you're present, like you have your nice pint glass. Mm-hmm. And for guests or cups or whatever, and you can cut peanut butter cups in half mm-hmm. and have those on the like the, a lime wedge, but it's peanut like butter a lime wedge, and then they can just eat it with the beer. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And pumpkin beer also works very well with um, the chocolate candies, like what, like Kit Kats, or my Kit favorite Kat. Twix because mm-hmm. it's got caramel. In Do you it. like left or right Twix? Um, it's the same. <laughs> That's such a conspiracy. It's, it's, it's exactly the same. the same. You can never tell which one's left and which one's right. I'm pretty sure there's some like college students who have done like campaign. papers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but some other cool adult Halloween ideas for craft beer lovers um, is costume contests at breweries. Mm-hmm. So we judged uh, breweries last year, last year yeah. and uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's it's let's, hard. Let's be honest. It's an excuse for adults to dress up because let's face it. Like, I mean, I trick or treated till I was like, okay, I senior year of confession. High school. I went trick or treating with your sister when we were sophomores in college. Oh, okay. You have so, me beat on that. And we one. also ding dong ditched someone because we were rebels. So, oh my god, Laura and I are There's a set of you. I don't even know. Block. Hey, it was your sister. Yeah, she corrupts me. Just kidding. She's like the most innocent person I know. <laughs> I probably corrupt her. Anyways. But so I was thinking of like cool costumes that people could wear that's craft beer themed. I feel like this first one is you. Just oh you my. could just dress like James. Well no, no. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I am not this person. But so here's oh, my you're idea. Not? Okay. Everyone can be the judge of that. So uh this first idea I had was for Oscar the beer snob. Your, wait, so you, your grouch. Oh, wait. So it's like Oscar the Grouch but it's Oscar the beer snob. So he's like grouchy about like, oh, like your beer is not as good as this place's beer. Oh, like you you have too many IPAs on your menu. Uh. Like that's what those people sound like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like we actually had someone come into the brewery 
that I work at a couple weeks ago, and he sat at the bar and just looked miserable. Like, everyone else was having a good time. Like, there was a live band. Like, the vibe was going. Everyone was having a good time. And this guy, he gets one beer. He sits there, not looking happy. Like, you know, we all kept going over saying, like, how is everything? Like, do you need anything else? Can I, like, get you something else? No, I'm good. I'm good. And then what's he do? He, like, handwrites a letter saying, like, please cons- please letter. consider that you have three out of your eight taps are IPAs. You have too many IPAs. Uh, you should try doing what this brewery, and then he called out a brewery, what they do and what theirs is. Just something to consider because not everybody likes IPAs. And when you have three out of your eight beers as one thing, you know, you can't be doing your job very good or something, something very like good. that. Very good. That's not even proper English. And I was just like, wow, very this well. guy took so much time to like write out this like, I'm like, all right, what kind of a grievance does this, did this guy have? Like, did he have a bad experience? And like, I don't know. Did he have like he was just he was just a critic, like super like like just critical of everything, like not even like appreciating that like it's tough to make a beer. Like it wasn't even like oh yeah these beers suck. It was like yeah you have too many IPAs, but that's what I ordered. Like he ordered an IPA. <laughs> that's what we were all like. What the hell? Like. But anyway, so Oscar the beer snob. Okay, aka James. Okay. Anyways, um, the next one's Blondale. So you could dress like a pint glass with a blonde wig on. Yeah. See these ones. So all these costume ideas I had, they're kind of they're kind of deep. So like, not many people would get. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of thinking involved in these costumes. That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, although I feel like this of hops the rabbit is a little self-explanatory. That would be good. Yeah. But again, again, like. For most people, they'd probably be like, wait, so you're a rabbit? Like, you'd have to be really good with, like, your theming of it. Yeah. I think so, too. Okay, another one that's popular, especially for, like, college kids or, like, I know a couple coworkers had, like, costume parties and they've had guests dress like a walking beer pong table. So especially for, like, a couple's costume, they, work? they put, like, something around their neck and they make, like, a little board... And oh, they have so like, like a, they have like three cup holders gotcha. on each. So it's like a tray. It's like a tray, yeah. Like the people who at the um, baseball games, the popcorn thing. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. very gotcha. similar to that. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. That makes more sense. I was thinking like they would just have solo cups taped to their shirt, and I was like, they're sideways. That's more of like ski ball than like beer pong. But yeah. Okay. And then uh, a beer wizard. So you make your staff out of uh, beer cans. I feel like a lot of people did that in college, not intending to be a beer wizard. No, no, that was just their daily, daily, yep. daily routine. Yep. So th- that's some cool. that's some of my uh, unique uh, craft beer costumes that you could do. Sounds good. I hope everyone. I mean, Halloween's in a couple of days, so you've got if you don't have a costume yet, here's that's some last minute. And you could also ideas. just be the classic beer, like pint of beer, which I think they they sell in all, the, all your like, Halloween Stein, stores. Yeah, like costume they can get. Well, I hope those help some people. So, thank you for those costumes, James. I am now going to terrify you with some tales of haunted breweries. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hope I haven't been to any of these because it would change my outlook in those breweries forever. No. These ones are not local to us. Um, I did a little research and found these. There's definitely more out there. That I, but I didn't want to make this whole episode about haunted breweries. So I will save those for next year. So 
So don't worry, folks, if you don't hear your favorite haunted brewery on this episode. Because be they're already dead, one, right? So it's not old, old news. It's just dead news. What? <laughs> the ghosts are going to, they're already dead. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, go continue. Okay. This first one um, is in Mountain Joy, Pennsylvania. And I might get some of the names wrong because um, they are hard to pronounce. And we all know how amazing I am at pronunciation. So this is uh, Booby Brewery in Mount Joy, Pennsylvania. And it was started in 1876 by Alois Booby. I don't know if Alois is Booby. Yeah, B-U-B-E. Oh, okay. I was going to say. I don't know. That's how it's it's pronounced. I was going to say, it's probably definitely haunted now. So what did he, what did he do? Is okay. he the founder so, of the brewery or what? Yeah, I just said that. He started it. Okay. He bought the brewery and later added a Victorian hotel to provide meals and lodging for overnight travelers. Oh, that's trouble. I feel like that's a sweet deal. It's 1870s, just going on a little vacation. You guys stop at the brewery. You can also stay over, eat some food. It's a good time. Oh, man. Uh, but he died unexpectedly at the age of 57. Of course he did. Yeah, because that's what everyone does. I mean, I feel like 57 for the 1870s is kind of old. Oh, I right? wonder if he's murdered. He was unexpectedly dead. Unexpectedly dead. <laughs> so <laughs> the only time that the brewery was closed, or it was closed during Prohibition, because I feel like that's you know everywhere. That's what they did, right? Um, and they restored it in the late sixties, but it didn't actually start production again until 2001. So pretty recently in terms of how old the building is. And so he also had a granddaughter named Pauline and some people think that she did not leave the building once she died. She was a schizophrenic and in her, and she was in her late twenties. I was going to say, is she she a child? Because I feel like it's all the children that. She was a young woman, um, so she died when she was in her late 20s, and uh, when she was alive, she used to terrorize people because she, of like, her, her schizophrenia took over, and she kind of didn't have any boundaries, and people were pretty scared of her. So people think that she's actually the one, not not the founder, Alo- Alois. Um, it, they actually think that it's Pauline who's still in the building. And so people hear strange noises and they see a spectral young woman haunting the fine dining area. And then some people um, can hear someone speaking German, which is actually the native language of the family. So that is the Booby Brewing Company or brewery in Mount Joy, Pennsylvania. So if you want to check it out, feel free. Yeah, I wonder if they like... see some spectral women. I wonder if they blame like the beers that don't like come out very good on ghosts. It's possible. Like she's just like contaminating their tanks. Like yeah. opening valves. Their spectralness. Oh man. Yeah. So the next one is Mommy Bay Brewing Company in Toledo, Ohio. Ohio. Toledo. So this I feel like had a bad start from the beginning because in it was built in eighteen fifty nine. On top of Indian burial ground. Oh, no. Which is just like, I feel like the 101 of where not to build. Right? Because wherever there is an Indi- Indian burial ground, it's like, no, just leave it alone. Like, let them rest in peace. Oh, man. Like, half of those ghost shows are all, like, yeah. houses that were built on Indian And, like, the portal's ground. open and the Indian burial ground. It's just like... The portal. You don't want to disturb those things. Uh, so, during renovations in the 60s, 1960s, they obviously disturbed some bones, which... Again, 
is like, why, why? Just stop. Stop touching them. And they reburied them. But then they were uncovered again during oh a second renovation. So it's like double jeopardy. Well, not exactly the double meaning, jeopardy. Not exactly the meaning of double jeopardy, but it's like twice the curse. Like, oh, we disturbed them the one time, but we didn't learn a lesson. We're just gonna rebury them so nobody knows we touched them. And then somebody else is gonna come along years later and unbury them again. Like that's not a great idea. They tried to have the ground uh, purified by local Indian authorities, but that did not work after all of the bones were disturbed. And there have been some apparitions in the brewery. What gonna, kind of I'm apparitions? I'll let you know what, what they are. So they've seen a figure in the basement area, rumored to be the captain, quote-unquote, was his nickname, who was the original owner of the building in the 1800s. He has also been seen in the private dining room, where patrons have also heard a cheerful disembodied male voice. Disembodied? Like... Yeah, just like there's no, oh, it's just like you don't know voice. where it came from. Like you just hear a voice. So there's no, like this voice is a bodied voice because <laughs> I have a body and I'm speaking to you and you can see me. So what they have seen, it's not like someone from the Indian burial ground. It's someone from the 1800s. So it has nothing to well, do with the Indian the burial, burial ground has been there since the 1800s. It was there before they built the building in the 1850s. The Indians were here well before us. Native Americans were oh, here Was the forever. captain buried there? They didn't say, oh, but you don't have to be buried in a place to be there. Like you could be buried in the cemetery a hundred miles away. But if your like spirit attaches to the building that you used to own and like that was like your happy place, then you could just stay there. You've been watching way too many <laughs> supernatural resides. But anyways. anyways. No. So they hear a cheerful disembodied male voice, which I really want to know what, how they know it's cheerful. Like, hey guys, what's up? I wonder, like, like how, cool. how many people who go to these breweries know that they're haunted, and if you would still can go to the brewery. I would. Yeah, yeah you would go sure. just for that. Yeah. They should advertise, like, haunted brews. Well, so, I, I mean, I guess that's a whole different discussion, but a lot of people, it's kind of a 50-50. Like, some people would go because of that, and some people would be like, no, thank you. It's like, would you buy a house that's haunted? You would probably say no, and I would say Absolutely yes. no. You'd want to live in a haunted house. I mean, if they're nice. What ghost is nice? Can I please interview you before I buy this house? Please tell me, what is your favorite jam? <laughs> Question one. How do you Are you feel? a good ghost or a bad ghost? Okay, you said you're a good ghost. Are you tr- Are you lying to me? Are and you are a you demon really? pretending to be a child that's now trying to gain my trust? Oh, so I'll do into this house so you can terrorize me? Do you like beer? <laughs> yes? Okay, good. Then we can we can move in. Yeah. Um, so at this brewing company, they also hear squeaky floorboards, which if that was a criteria for being haunted, then our house is definitely haunted because our floors squeak like nobody's business Yep. because they're old. Or the sounds of someone going up and down the stairs. Yeah. That's James. Not the stairs. No, it's not. That's our (laughs) stairs. And nobody else is home. They also report doors opening and closing when nobody's around, cold spots. And they have seen an apparition of a woman in period clothing on the staircase, which I couldn't find in what I was looking up who the woman actually is. Like if they've been able to figure out if it was someone that, you know, history wise, they've known to be related to the building or if it's just someone from the time period, maybe who like died nearby or why I couldn't figure out who this woman was. But that's the one of the sightings that they've seen there. So, again, if you want to check out a haunted brewing company, go to Toledo. Ohio. But it's, it seems like the ghosts like beer, though, because none of them have I been mean, touching the out, equipment. So, yeah. yeah. They're patrons. Or yeah. we're patrons. Uh, so the last one, so I just have three tonight. The last one is the Mitten Brewing Company, which I love that name, Mitten. 
That's so cute. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, which I feel like they probably don't appreciate the fact that I said that it's cute, but that's fine. <laughs> it's cute. It's so cute. Um, and this was actually built in an old firehouse, which is as old as our house from the 1890. Wow. Built in 1890. So they renovated the old firehouse to make it a brewery and tap room. So upstairs. Very cool idea. And downstairs is the brewery. Uh, and there was a ghost that was particularly active during the renovation process, which I feel like if you're familiar with ghost like hunting and or paranormal activity at all, like renovations always stir up trouble. Yep. Like there could be no hauntings in your house and then you start tearing down walls and they're like, oh, hell no, this is my house. Stop touching it. And they get all mad. Like hammers move. People are going crazy. Nails are thrown. You know, they just get upset. Don't touch their stuff. Pets heads are flying off. Our pets heads are falling off. Anyways. Um, so some of the experience they've had at this brewery include the speaker of their stereo system making static noises even when it's turned off. A voice yelling, like just random yelling. Like, I don't know if it was like, hey, you. Or if it was just like, ah. I don't know. It didn't say what kind of yelling, but there was yelling. Uh, songs play through the speakers, again, when they're turned off. So nobody has music on. Nobody's cell phones are on. Nothing like that. They just hear music through the speakers. And there's also been footprints on a freshly mopped floor leading to the door. So there's like one set of footprints leading like from the door into the building and then stopping. And so they actually, I think I, you can look it up online. There's actually a picture of it that you can see. Thanks. And they took a picture, which is a good thing because um, they've also seen an apparition of an old man. And one of the local paranormal investigating teams, the Grand Rapid Ghost Hunters, went there and saw him. And they weren't sure if the spirit is attached to the building. But when they were renovating, they found a very similar footprint to the one that appeared on the floor, like the mop footprint, behind the drywall. So they tore the drywall off the wall. And behind it, on like the exterior wall, was a footprint that was almost identical to the one that was on the floor. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. It's freaky. It is. And they, um, I think they actually, if you go to their website, there's a picture. They actually cut that out, and they have it on their bar now. So, it's part of their bar piece. Like, so they took it off the wall and put it so you can, like, see it, which I think is really cool. But those are the three haunted places that I found. I thought they were appropriate for the Halloween spooky season. And like I said, there's definitely more out there. I know there's one that some people may have heard of. Uh, Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah is, like... I mean, Savannah is probably one of the most haunted places in the United States to begin with, but they uh, have some crazy hauntings down there too, which I'll be more than happy to cover on another episode because I know everyone loves beer and spooky things. Spooky brews. Yeah. So those are some haunted happenings for y'all. <laughs> You're suddenly Southern, y'all. What? Oh, did I say that? You sure <laughs> oh, did. Okay. Unless you didn't say it, and that's the ghost in the room. It said was it. a ghost. That's freaking me out. Have some good some good seasonal brews. Um, get them while they last, if, especially if you're in the New England area. Um, the Oktoberfests, the box, um, the pumpkin ales—they're all going to be going away. Uh, so make sure if you like those styles to get them quick. Just uh, like run into the store and grab them off the shelves, and you got like armloads of yeah. Beer well. Cans. Uh, Night Shift has a peanut butter stout, and it's been flying off the shelves. And that's yeah. one of the top top beers, I would say, for I don't know how I feel about that. I love peanut butter. I just don't know how I feel about it in beer. 
I don't know. You'll have to try it. Now you're talking in a ghost <laughs> voice. You scare me. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, so I'm getting excited for some holiday beers coming up. Some and winter warmers. Some winter warmers and some nice holiday spiced ales that are a little heavier. They're more sipping. About 10% alcohol. They They're typically. more turn on the electric fire. Yep. The Trogues Brewing is really good at the, doing those. So. Mm-hmm. so that'll be good. Yeah. Moving out of the fall season. Daylight savings is coming up. The days are getting darker. It's depressing. The days are getting darker and so are the beers. And so am I. And so am, <laughs> and so am I. It's black like my soul. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you all for joining us this week for our Halloween episode. So make sure if you're going to a Halloween party, you bring some cheers and uh, bring some craft beer with you. Yeah. So if you'd like to share your experiences with us, you can direct message us on our Instagram, Double Hoppy Podcast. Or you can send us an email at doublehoppy at gmail.com. We love to hear your thoughts, questions, experiences, funny stories. Anything you want to share, we will read it on air. So feel free to contact us about that. And if you don't want them read on air, just let us know in your message that you just have a question that you'd rather just not share. The or you can just say, don't read my name, and we'll just yeah. read your name. Whatever you want. Yes, exactly. Uh, so feel free to like us and follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Please go to our, um, on iTunes, rate and review us, subscribe. Um, just leave a little review there for us because that's how other listeners um, who don't currently listen will be able to find us if you give us a little rate and review. That will really help us out and we'd appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. James, do you have any last words? Yeah, thanks to everybody for listening, both internationally and within the United States. We're almost at all 50 states. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... Uh, the stats for me. So make sure, um, if you know somebody that likes craft beer or is trying to get into home brewing, or even if you have an idea or you're struggling with a certain step in home brewing or you want to find other people that enjoy home brewing or your local homebrew shops... Uh, let us know. Yeah. So be sure to catch us on our next episode in two weeks. And this has been Double, Double Hot, Hot Beat. Beat. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky Halloween.